for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome to the show Hello everyone, welcome to episode 40, the big 4-0 Big 40 only. A podcast 40 about- ounces yeah, forty. It's our forty ounce episode. Right now, <laughs> I wish we should have done that. Fuck that oh man, perfect. damn it! I was so focused wow. on episode fifty. I got a beer line for that one. But yeah, uh, anyways, so welcome long. to Domestic Clients Only podcast about beer and friendship. Uh, my name is John. Joining me as always, my co-host Tom. Hey, how's it going today? And we are Alex List today. We're going to actually be Alex List for a few episodes, and we've got a rotating coterie of special guests uh, joining coterie. us once again. Our good long-term friend, the other Tom. Say hello, uh, Mr. Tom H. Welcome back on the program. Hello, friends. And uh, today is November 20th, uh, 2021. And today is a fun one. First of all, how is everyone's day doing? I know, Dora, you just woke up, so you're having a good uh, good breakfast so far. I saw you eating something. I'm literally having like pretzels and drinking <laughs> beer. <laughs> I woke up this morning, well, at in Mountain Standard Time. So I woke up at 11.45. I got home at like 6 a.m. Oh, and I was like, I remember texting Tom, like, no, the best part about today is I got to record a podcast in like since six hours. <laughs> and I, I woke up, oh, cool. sorry, pretty much I woke up and that from the get-go, that's how my day started. And I, I cracked the middle Milwaukee light. <laughs> cool, cool. Hacker, how's it going, buddy? What's up with you? It's been a while oh, since we had you on. I think about good 15 episodes, 10 episodes, something like that. Yeah, it's been a little while. I'm having an above average morning. I'm just uh, getting things done around the house and uh, <laughs> uh, enjoying myself, having a, a few drinks, you know, here and there. So I'm just having a good morning. What about you, John? I, uh, it was started off early. Um, shout out to my uh, fiance, Natalie. It's her birthday. I got up early to kind of make a nice coffee and get some stuff ready. And I also had my other, my movie podcast, you know, shout out to Uh, the podcast. Check us out iTunes, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. New episode Uh, dropping soon. Yeah. We just recorded one this morning. So I was up early for that and, uh, had a little bit of a break to had some breakfast, uh, did some cleaning, showered. Now I'm here. So I'm excited to talk about a very classic brewery. And we actually talked about, a little bit about this brewery, I think. Uh, not not too too much detail, but on our previous episode, uh, low alcohol or non-alcohol beers, we had talked the about non It was the non-alc. Yeah, we talked about the Sleeman 0.5, uh, the citrus lager, which was actually a pretty good drink. Uh, that would have been perfect for like a shandy if you want, or making yeah. a rocket for like people that weren't as like I don't know, they weren't too like alcohol incentive. Like you could mix that with a Smirnoff Ice for the summer. People who don't drink normally, I think, would love that. Yeah, it was kind of like a very mild, like Bud Light Lime or something like that. It was, anyways, it was yeah. a very good beer. And uh, today we're, we're back, uh, uh, kind of like a brewery spotlight, but, uh, you know, this is a pretty old, well established domestic Canadian company. Well, formerly Canadian, now owned by a conglomerate, just like all these breweries. Uh, we're talking Sleeman beers. So uh, today's episode, of course, Sleeman makes tons of beers, especially here in Ontario. You can get like, they there's in my local beer store there's like a whole aisle that seemingly is like all like sleeman beers like there's tons of them. really um, i know there's so many now yeah they make quite a few but uh t- today we we're focusing on some of the beers coming from that seasonal pack so we're taking a look at sleeman original draft sleeman cream ale and sleeman honey brown lager which are probably like three of the probably most popular sleeman beer types. yeah so those are the core from sleeman yeah these are really the core ones and sleeman you know if you look a little bit into history you'll probably see that they were founded in 1988 but if you actually look at the can it says uh it says since 1834 so you might be thinking well it does it come from the 80s or does it come from the 19th century well sleeman has actually got a pretty long history pretty much as old as canada itself and as old as beer in canada itself um it goes all the way back to the year 1808 with the birth of uh, john h sleeman who was born in cornwall england Uh, of course like many men of that generation he emigrated to canada he had emigrated to uh, Upper Canada, which is now, of course, known as Ontario, uh, settled in the Niagara region, where he actually had founded and started up some breweries. I call it, uh, notably, Stamford Spring Brewery was founded. Uh, his family later relocated to Guelph, and that's sort of to this day where the Sleeman name is like well known is in, is in Guelph, and that's where they operated additional various breweries, including the Silver Creek uh, Brewery, 
many years would pass, Lehman would continue to grow and become popular um, in, in Guelph and in that region of, of then Upper Canada. Um, 1859, uh, his son, George Lehman, became the GM of the company. He was actually later uh, mayor of Guelph in most of the 1880s and uh, oh, wow. actually became a, later a future Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer. He's like a very long history. What? Yeah, he was like one of the original uh, gentlemen who founded like baseball in Canada. And it was like, I think the first team in Toronto to import uh, players from the United States. So he's like one of the founding fathers of like Canadian baseball. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Interesting history with him. Of Wanna course, play that old stick ball. Yeah. Yeah. Back when it was like, like <laughs> slick Rick Thompson or whatever would throw, like <laughs> died from like pneumonia five years after his last season or whatever. Yeah. He had syphilis and that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Him. He played half a season. He had to get drafted into like world war one and came back uh, or whatever the Boer war or whatever it was. Anyways, yeah. uh, 1862, the business was renamed to Sleeman and in, in, in his name, of course, in, 1893, the original founder, the, you know, the top patriarch of that family, John Sleeman, passed away. Um, in the 1890s, the, the, it really started to grow and, be, and gain popularity. It spread and sp- expanded throughout Ontario and then also in Quebec as well, too. Of course, things would change in the early 20th century, as many people know, especially in the United States. That was the period of time in the late 1910s, 1920s. Was In the United States, of course, they had the Volstead Act and uh, the temperance movement. But here, actually, in Canada, there was a little bit of that as well, too. In 1916, uh, the Ontario Temperance Act was introduced, and there was effectively prohibition in Ontario. And it obviously had a major effect on the business domestically, where they couldn't, of course, sell beers. But at the time, beer was still legal in the United States. So uh, Sleeman shifted towards exporting, and that became their, basically, their entire business model was exporting to the United States. I remember also if you've actually seen any of like the Sleeman commercials that they also saw about how like like Al Capone used to import Sleeman beer. Yeah, and that's yeah. They used to. That's how he used to bootleg in the U.S. was through this. So it's kind. Yeah, of, I always thought that was really funny. Like a very specific time in history, a very notorious person that yeah. was like specifically brought out this like Ontario branded beer into like Illinois. Yeah, it's it's alleged that the family actually did work with Al Capone. Certainly the Sleeman family was actively working with bootleggers at the time to get beer into Michigan and avoiding uh, paying for taxes. And it's alleged people kind of, they're not totally sure if they actually worked directly with Al Capone. It's been suggested they have, but they almost certainly worked with a man named Rocco Perry, who's sort of considered like the, the Al Capone of Canada, one of the top mobsters at the time in Canada. Of course, following the 1920s, um, it was revealed, of course, to the government that Sleeman had done all this stuff to, you know, tax avoidance and was then forced to pay uh, back taxes they owed. Uh, Sleeman pushed back. They didn't want to pay these taxes and were then eventually hit with charges of smuggling and tax avoidance. Uh, they got a pretty big fine. The beer license for the family, Sleeman, was revoked for 50 years. Huge penalty. It effectively ended Sleeman as a business. Uh, so they laid dormant for many, many years following the early 30s. Flash forward. 50 years later, as you know, the family is still kicking around. You know, they're not the, you know, they're not the most dominant family in Canada in terms of, you know, money and status, but they were, they were still around, still doing well. In 1984, John W. Sleeman, who was the great grandson of John H. Sleeman, the founder of Sleeman, um, acquired the family recipe book from his aunt Florian and revived Sleeman as a brand. Um, they got backing from Stroh Brewery for $3 million, and he actually used $500,000 of his own money. Um, they, 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 they made a big change as well, too. They were no longer brewing in the, the old-style brown bottles. They, they were now brewing in clear glass bottles, which to this day, if you're drinking it from a bottle, a beer bottle, you'll see that it has the, the clear glass with the, um, the imprinted Sleeman on the glass and the little ribbon up top. Um, and still to this day, it's kind of what they're well known for. If you see those like Sleeman bottles, you can tell right away uh, what kind of beer they are. And they're also kind of interesting because they're clear. So they're kind of more susceptible to sunlight, sunlight and the effects on that on the beer itself, too. Um, so they became a pretty big popular beer uh, company in Ontario in the, in the 80s and through, through the 90s. In 1999, they purchased a Shaftbury brewing company which was the local craft brewer oh, okay. um, but eventually um their you know status is sort of like an independent uh, company would shift in 2004 they would of course purchase unibrew which is the brewery in quebec which makes some famous beers yes. like blanche de chamblay la fin du monde and, oh, and a few other ones. i found a variety pack from them too oh cool yeah they're, they've recently started to really um start selling their beers you know they've i mean you've always been able to get some of their beers outside of Quebec, but now they're really starting to push them. Like I've seen like Blanche de Chambly and cans and stuff now. So they're yeah. starting to really they have the, I found it at the fucking liquor store right by me. That's pretty It's cool. going West. Yeah. So they bought, they bought, they were bought Unibrew for $36.5 million. Pretty hefty. Oh, but dang. in 2006, 
uh, Sleeman was sold to Sapporo for $400 million. At the time, Whoa. it was a very big deal. Um, it kind of preceded like uh, Molson and Coors and stuff like that. So it was kind of like the first time a big like Canadian company sold like that. Uh, John mm-hmm. Sleeman continued on as president until 2010. Um, later in 2014, they sold uh, Shaftesbury Brewing Company and their brands. Uh, to this day now, they're still brewed in Guelph, actually. They still have a presence in Guelph, but they're also brewed in, in Chambly, Quebec, and in Vernon, BC. Uh, the president oh, CEO is Jesse... In Vernon? Ha- really? Yeah, in Vernon. Their, their president uh, CEO is Jesse Hanazawa. They also manufacture, of course, as we were talking about before the program, um, they, they manufacture all the Sleeman beers, but they also uh, manufacture other brands, Okanagan Spring, uh, the Unibrew yes. beers, as well as Sapporo, Old Milwaukee, and perhaps of the Stro beers. They distribute them in Canada. Yeah, so Lone Star of- and Rainier. Exactly, exactly. All and they've the got stuff. And they've got tons of beer brands. Of course, we're talking about Cream Ale, Original Draft, and Honey Brown Lager today, but they also got other ones too. Silver Creek Lager. They have a Sleeman Light. They have the Clear yeah. 2.0 in various flavors there. Uh, they have Sleeman Roos, uh, an IPA, Railside Session Ale, and they've got some additional ones that sometimes come up, like seasonal ones. And as mentioned, they brew the Paps products, Old Milwaukee Strohs, uh, Schlitz Paps Blue Ribbon, um, they also have other brands brewed under them, including Mac, Mac, I think Macaulay's, is that correct? Macaulay's Pale Ale, uh, Red Bull beer as well, too, which I actually wasn't aware of Red Bull Strong. It's Sapporo oh, as right. well, too. And uh, they I also- I remember seeing that at, yeah. beer, at the beer store all the time because they used to be like Red Bull Strong. Like, oh, yeah. They still they still sell it here in, in Ontario. Yeah, at the beer the, store. I yeah, remember. Yeah, you can get the beer store here. That's one we're going to have to talk about for a future Strong Boys oh. up, I think. <laughs> uh, Sleeman also brews Upper Canada Lager and Upper Canada Dark Ale, which oh. is a- Pretty oh, popular right, product. Yeah, under the Upper Canada Brewing Company brand, they acquired that company and they now manage those brands as well too. Sleeman also owns a 2% stake in the beer store in Ontario, um, of course. So they've got a pretty big presence here in Ontario and, and mostly Eastern Canada. Like they're popular all over Canada, but they've got a really big presence. Yeah. More Ontario, Quebec and out East. That's kind of where they are, are mainly known. Of course, as I mentioned, I, Sleeman, sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, I was going to say Sleeman's pretty much like the Chrysler of Canada beers. Yeah, like honestly, as like you could call like Labatt and Molson as the Ford and Chevrolet, but yeah. Sleeman is like the Chrysler of fucking they're, Canadian. They're beers. like the third triplet, like just below like Molson yeah. and like Labatt, like the two titans. And and Sleeman, you know, they've really been there since the start, and they're they're quite successful and popular in their own right. But they're kind of not probably as known outside of Canada as say like. You know, Labatt and Molson, you can talk to an American about Canadian beer and they'll probably mention Labatt, they'll probably mention Molson. They might even mm-hmm. mention Moosehead, but they're probably not going to mention Sleeman. It's kind of a lesser known outside of Canada. Yeah, and of course, they're known for those clear bottles. They're less expensive, but of course, as I mentioned, more susceptible to light damage. Um, they actually compensate for this by, uh, for the majority of their brews, they use hops that are actually processed to be less light sensitive. So the beer itself is actually less susceptible to skunking and that sort of phenomena. Oh. And they've, they've even, even won a few awards, the Canadian brewing awards, uh, 2015 winners. Um, they also won a beer award taking gold in the cream ale category for Sleeman cream ale. And, uh, anyways, uh, that's the history of Sleeman. They were pretty, pretty old wow. company still kicking to this day. And still releasing kind of new twists on beers, lower alcohol options, stuff like that. And uh, excited to uh, try these out. I mean, these Sleeman beers, I think we've all kind of grown up, especially like in the late 2000s, Sleeman kind of really blew up here um, in Ontario with the beer store and stuff. And I, you know, growing up drinking Sleeman wasn't, was something that, you know, it wasn't uncommon to buy a Sleeman box of Sleeman. It was like a very like cost-effective like route to go to. I remember when we were younger, John, I remember we used to get the Sleeman original draft because it was like usually yeah. on sale and everyone was like, oh, cool. And it wasn't like bad tasting beer, but it was just kind of like, again, it was kind of like overshadowed, I figured, in a lot of things. Yeah. And I kind of like I mentioned on when we talked way, way, way back on Coors Light, I said like this is kind of a beer that I associate with like family parties because like my uncle's like, especially my mom's yeah, like, family. Pretty would much. Same thing with Sleeman. Like I know like my Natalie's dad, who maybe will come on the program sometime, he's uh, whenever I've gone to his house, sometimes where he's bought a case of beer, it's like Sleeman, have a Sleeman. So it's like, I always associate Sleeman with like having like family parties or like Christmas or holidays at like in-laws or parents or, or whatever family, like it's a, it's kind of a staple uh, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of households. And uh, why don't we start off and I'll, I'll kick us off talking about Sleeman original draft. So I'm um, fucking thirsty, John. 
Should note, of course, we spent some time talking about the bottles. The bottles have those clear, distinct glass types. The cans are a little bit more plain. Um, this one, of course, Sleeman Original Well, draft. the bottles are plain, too. That's the thing. I think that's yeah. they're trying to kind of incorporate when you're looking at it. Yeah, the bottles are plain and, and minimalist, but they have like a distinct look to them. Like when you look at a Sleeman bottle, like that's a Sleeman bottle. But the cans themselves, yeah. they're kind of a little bit more, uh, like even looking at the, the ones that came in the pack, same branding, but they only otherwise have a, different images on them we could probably even consider giving like a, a single score to the cans if we want although yeah, actually i'm looking just... at it now and and actually uh, some of them have different descriptions on them like the uh the honey the honey brown they have like a different logo on yeah them, slightly different primarily the, the... they just say the same thing they have sleeman in big bold font down the side it has john sleeman and it has whatever it has the sleeman logo and then it's its original draft and then it has a little icon on this one on the original draft it's a beaver and a maple leaf which i think is very canadian because i think that's on the neck of the bottle if you get it in glass yeah i am looking like the draft is a little bit more plain and it's actually got more of a silver look to it i think maybe we should give a score yes. for the draft can and then a single score for the other two cans because yeah, are pretty, pretty much identical yeah. this one's a little bit different um, this looks yeah you're right what, john yeah what do you what do you guys think of this i i gotta say i actually kind of dig the can i love i like seeing domestic beers that put a lot of like old touches and like the signature there is a lot of that. you know founded in like 18 whatever and this one's got that it's got the big try to make Sleeman it like logo old, like yeah. an old timey beer yeah, we got the big Sleeman brand written on the side. Grandpa the, beer. The John Sleeman written. Uh, we've got the, the the beautiful logo with the beaver with the maple leaf. It's so Canadian. And uh, the can itself has like a nice silver look. The gold really pops on it, too. Like, it's a nice little gold and silver. Uh, and actually, I, I mean, this might not be true for all the cans that people get in the audience, but the pack that we got, we've got a bunch of cans. Most of them have regular silver aluminum tops. Uh, the silver can for the draft, at least mine at least, has kind of like a gold top on it. So it actually yes. stands out and looks pretty slick looking um, you don't see i always thought like coloring on the top of the can was very handy if you're ever looking inside from a cooler from like a bird's eye view that yeah exactly know, that like, might be why they did that probably just like, to kind oh, of that one like yeah and yeah. i yeah it's it's cool to see that uh, what do you guys think of the can i know there's a little flourish on there tom that you want to mention uh, in terms of ingredient but uh oh is there <laughs> i think so yeah no oh well, it does it almost escaped me <laughs> You thought you were, but it's a little smaller print. You thought I yeah. couldn't see this, but it says contains fucking barley. There we go. Contains I want to know barley. the reasoning behind this. I have to dig deeper on this because yeah, like, I don't know why there's like the section that's off just for barley and, yeah. and malt or wheat. Is it an like, ingredient that people have allergies to or something? Like I'm trying to think why I guess that might so, be pointed out. But yeah. like, I don't understand why they have it. Yeah. Like you can just put that in your ingredients. It's not like a warning. What do you think about this can, Tom? Uh, I'm kind of interested in the can. It, it kind of, um, I'd say it has uh, like a simple character to it. You've got the, the John Sleeman uh, signature on the side. And then, uh, you know, since 1834 up on the top. And you got the beaver and the, the maple leaf. It's just all kind of uh, Canadian classic um, iconic images. So, you know, I kind of kind of enjoy it. It's It's pretty simple, like I said, but uh it's not very flashy it's kind of my style cool cool why don't we move towards giving a score and i'll i'll kick us off for this uh sleeman original draft i'm gonna actually give it a 7.5 i think it's uh the can the silver of it really pops it's on a sticker which i know we've brought up sometimes we see cans they have like a sticker on it for the craft ones this one's like all printed on the can it looks just very slick i love the the composition of it a lot of different typeface graphical elements here love the logo i like the kind of traditional style to it and it's it just the color on it looks really sharp um it's just a slick looking can it looks like it's a little basic but i think it's just presented very well so 7.5 for me how about how about you guys i'm gonna agree with you john i want to give it a 7.5 i was going to go lower, lower but the silver really kind of grabs and i think they really incorporated that really well this is a really nice looking can from it like that i think you can almost spot this out it's easily yeah. recognizable in that sense but i figured that it could have they could have done a little bit more even though i know like the whole like the whole bottle design was plain simple but it's easily recognizable i think they're trying to kind of incorporate that into cans what about you tom i'm gonna go for that with 7.5 like you guys cool. um kind of agree. Uh, there's yeah there's not a whole lot going on but you can it's easily rec recognizable you know in the store or whatever at a party is boom you know what it is uh, so, Boom. I mean, I can't, I can't complain, but uh, I'd like to see maybe a little bit more interesting of a design, perhaps. 
Yeah, and Sleeman cans, I think we've talked about it on some beers. Like, there's some beers where, like, the can, I like it more than the bottle because the bottle is kind of plain. Uh, there are some beers where I actually like the bottle more than the can. Like, I think MGD, like Miller Genuine Draft, I like the bottle more than the can. I think the bottle looks kind of slick. Yes. And I think the same way with all, pretty much all the Sleeman beers, I think the bottles look pretty cool with the very distinct style of bottle. Like, it's almost like a, a beer can with, like, a bottle top. Like, it's, like, the way it's shaped, and it's got, like, the embedded Sleeman text on it like mm. it really it really looks cool oh. and it really looks distinct but uh no it's, it's pretty uh pretty pretty fair looking can and they've redesigned this too so this looks uh i think before it was a little bit more plain kind of like the modern like blue cans and stuff like that but this one now looks kind of like a throwback style so um cool all right everyone's got their uh, can at the ready oh it's not time Ooh, yes asmr audience get ready oh my goodness get ready all right counting oh us down God. in three two one Crack them. Good pop. Good pop. Mm, smells very good. What does it smell like? Mm. Exceptionally Ooh. crisp. Exceptionally. And as you would say, Tom, crisp like the kernel. Oh, yes. <laughs> Pours. Uh, mine's got a okay head although it's subsiding it, it looks very golden like the, the i was gonna say like, this looks very i was expecting this to be a little lighter but it's like a fair it's like heavily carbonated mine like this is this would have been an alex beer and a half oh yeah i know this is like this is an alex's ballpark for beers this tastes um i gotta say it tastes uh, pretty refreshing i'm enjoying it so far i mean it's my first beer of the day so i'm like Ooh, oh is it always said good. is yeah, it john yeah. Mm. This isn't my first beer, and I've been up for only a, like an hour. Very um, You can be honest with us, okay? <laughs> like, ah, oh, you got me. It's my third beer now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is John, and I have a problem. <laughs> this tastes pretty good. It has almost like a caramel taste to it. Yeah, it's like a little bit of kind of a weedy barley start when you, when you first sip it, but it's kind of got a bit of a sweetness to it. Like, the, it has like a sweet aftertaste. It, it reminds me a little bit of like, Canadian and the aftertaste, but not as like oily, like not as doesn't have that like, oily. This is like the better version of Canadian of anything. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more refreshing, and this like tastes like a typical like. I, I think I said in the last episode, like Ottawa is like the home of like ales, and like this yeah. tastes like an Ottawa beer, like a, a type of beer, like an Ontario beer for sure. Like it has like that really uh kind of rich aleness to it. But I'm really digging it. What about what about you guys? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, uh, I was um, gonna say, yeah. sorry, go on, Tom. No, I was going to no, say, no, like, please. this is very highly carbonated. It has that, like, ale aftertaste that you kind of say. It's not too bad, but this tastes, like, a little sweeter on the back front. It's not as bready, but I feel like this is almost like a, like a stadium, not a stadium beer, but, like, I could picture me drinking this at, like, a 67s game, primarily. Yeah. It's actually considered a lager, this beer, but I kind of, it feels like a lager kind of an ale, almost. Like, it has that yeah. kind of ale. Uh, lager ale. Too. Yeah, lager lo- <laughs> Lager, lager ale, ale. <laughs> monorail. What's that I called? About, lager I was just ale. about to ale. say. <laughs> <laughs> I've sold lager ales to Broadway. Oh, I can't remember the rest of it. Boy, golly, I put them on the map. I gotta put that sound in the uh, in the app. Uh, Except Disney White too. I so if I do that, so I have to. Oh, whatever. Michael Eisner's not in charge anymore. <laughs> oh, what do you think, Tom? Well, uh, you know. Like you said, uh, I could picture this being in, uh, you know, a stadium, like a football football game or hockey game type setting. It's probably uh, a widely uh, enjoyed beer. And, you know, it's uh, relatively neutral on the palate, I guess you could say. Oh, uh, it's, yeah. it's not too bitter or anything, but I get kind of a hint of sweetness. And it's not, it's not very, it's not too full. It's not very heavy. So, I mean, I could see myself kind of enjoying these throughout an afternoon and, uh, yeah, I guess it's it's not too bad. It's pretty, like a middle of the road kind of drink, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's what they really kind of go for. I think the original draft styling. I should but, also uh, note, um, Untap, it's got a three point oh seven, and uh, Beer Advocate oh. two point eight four, which is a sixty nine score. Nice, nice. <laughs> Let's. Uh, are you guys ready <laughs> to give this one a score for taste? I think I'm. Uh, I'm ready. What to do you keep think, John? I'm. I'm curious what you think because I'm. Have, I'm a, yeah. Oh man. Um, I'm trying. I'm. I was like, I'm gonna go with the score, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, maybe. Uh... I want to go then, John. I want to go give this a, again seven point five. Seven point five. I feel like this is a, just a falls a little bit short, but it's not. It's pretty good. Like this is like your run of the mill kind of lager ale. Mm-hmm. But this is like it's not bad. Like I could drink this. Like it's not horrible, but 
again, like this is like I feel like you could watch this at like a CFL game. This is what I pictured. This is pretty much like minor league hockey beer. Yeah, I was gonna go low, but now that you're describing in that context of like going to a game and like those beers hit so good. So like I actually I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna give it an eight. Like I think this is a very solid lager. It's actually a quite <laughs> You're gonna go lager. lower than me. I was gonna go like six and a half. I was like, uh, eh, but like you know, I'm getting those emotions Seven. of like having this beer. It's it makes for a really good um sippable smooth lager. Um, I think it's actually kind of underrated. Like I'm actually really enjoying this. And you know, if I had this, uh, if I had to choose between like say like a a Molson Canadian and maybe like a blue in this, I might even be inclined to drink this because this is quite. Oh, I take this over both of those yeah. to be honest. So I'm going to give this an eight. Uh, Tom, how about yourself? What do you what do you think for taste wise? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with an eight. Uh, I feel like it's Hot kind dang. of like, yeah. I feel like uh, you know it's pretty it's pretty tasty. It's not too harsh or anything. It's uh, like I feel like it's that classic working man's kind of beer. Oh yeah, cool. this is exceptionally like middle class fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is like Gord, like a Canadian middle fa- middle class fancy. So it's like Gordon, like uh, Patricia or Gordon Nancy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Gordon, Gordon Marg. Gordon Marg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Margaret. Oh yeah. Well, Start the car. Start the car, Gord. Start the car. car. I'm always like, I don't sound Canadian, but then sometimes I catch myself being like, car. And, and it's like, not oh. even just that. Like even like Eastern Canada has its own accent. Because I remember oh, yeah, when man. I first moved to like Alberta, I remember people thought I was from like Newfoundland at first, <laughs> and I was like, come on, like I'm not. It's not that bad. They're like, no, like you talk definitely funny. And I was like, and but Thanks. they have their own accent here as well. Like in oh, the further they? west, yeah, it's different. Interesting. But even in like when I used to go to the US, people could spot me out like a fucking wow. I people told me like, because like, so we're from Canada. Are you from like how do you know I'm from Canada? Like, really? Like you talk like a Canadian. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't think I was like that stereotypical. <laughs> it's really interesting how regional accents can develop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, within I used a relatively to... close uh, amount of distance, but they can yeah, be with the proximity. Different. Well, because yeah. I used to go to Wisconsin a lot, and they talk like they have like the old Midwest accent. Mm-hmm. They and talk it sounds... like they're in Minnesota. Well, not even that. Like even like in Wisconsin, they're just like, oh yeah. So like, can I just uh, sneak right by it? They're like very polite there. And like, I this is like straight past you, bud. I'm like, this is literally like Canada light. <laughs> oh, Jakey boy. Oh, this is literally like Canada with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I should say handguns because we can still have shotguns here, but go. nonetheless. <laughs> Nevertheless. Anyways, likely to uh, recommend or have again. Uh man, I think I'm gonna go with another average score. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think this is like a pretty widely recommendable beer you know it's a stereotypical lager very drinkable very crushable we kind of described in the context of like this is a beer you could have at a out out at a bar or at like a a sporting event or some sort of public event like it's it makes for a good uh social beer but at the same time i think there's other beers that are a little bit more flavorful tasty this one's a little bit mild a little bit light i mean there's even a sleeve and light like i think the sleeve and light might be like overkill because this is for a lager it's actually quite late and like there's barely any taste to it so i'm going i'm going seven for me how about you guys i'm going seven as well i'm gonna just jump on that bandwagon i think this could have been it's again like i was saying in the beginning it's kind of like your run-of-the-mill lager but it has like its own little twist to it you can kind of taste that that like aliness at the end not oiliness you have aliness at the end ah Aliness. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about you, Tom? Uh, just uh, as to not be a copycat, I guess I'm just going to go 7.5 on this one. Good job, Tom. <laughs> just, you can. We could have all been in an agreement again. It's like, oh, God, I got to give the same score. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I used to always judge my scoring off that as well, like the 0. 0.5. Like, yeah, like gamification they, of it. Like, oh, yeah. you know what? like you listen to everyone else give their comment and you think, yeah, why, why not? Like, yeah, I, I agree with it. And then at some point you have to come up with your own kind of thought, I suppose. Yeah. God damn, group pig. Oh, it's so strong. Uh, what about were, uh, any modifiers for you guys? No for this mods. One? No, no mods. mods. Absolutely. It's always like when you're in a group project and you're like, yeah, we'll just tag along here. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, that was a, a pretty a nice, solid start to the day. Mm-hmm. And now yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I've still got a little bit to drink, but uh, I'll finish that off. Actually, no, I, I've got, I think, about a sip left, so...
Both oh, there we go. That one. And now we're moving Young on. Thomas. We're on to Young the next Thomas. one. As uh, as Jay Z would say, we're on to the next one. We're talking. No, like Bill Belichick. We're yeah, on to off, Miami. Off or is it, is it Miami? We're off to, yeah, we're off to Miami. You know, we're I really to... love his son's haircut. The mullet, it just it's a good look. Who, Bill Belichick? Yeah, his son. He's like, uh, I don't know, some type of coordinator, and he's got a mullet. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. He does have a little mullet. I remember seeing what, him. What uh, What uh, coach is he? What does he do, his son? I don't know. I think he's like offensive coordinator yeah. or something. Or like quarterback. Or special or teams. Or yeah. special teams. Maybe. I think, I think, that's I what think it Daniels is. Is, the, is the offensive coordinator. So. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's just funny to see him. And then it's just like, I like in the stats, it's like, Bill Belichick's son. It's like no fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. his whole like description. It's like son, it's yeah, like son. <laughs> We're off to New York. All right, Sleeman Cream Ale. <laughs> the this one and the Honey Brown Lager have slightly different cans. They're not as metallic. One has it, a B. One has a book. I'll put it that way. Yeah, Cream Ale. It's a book. It's got it says sixty four. And if you read the description, because both these ones have the differences, they have a little blurb at the back. Um, this one says the beer that started it all found on page 64 of the original Sleeman family recipe book, combining an easy drinking lager with the fruity character of an ale. So I think this, this one is another lager ale. This one's going to taste, I think, like a stronger, sweeter version of the draft. That's kind of when mm-hmm. I expect. it's been a while since I've, I've had this one before many times, but I, I can't recall exactly what it's going to taste like. Um Let's give a and, and also again this beer this beer looks almost identical to the honey brown lager. The honey brown lager has a B on it with honeycombs. The honey brown lager, the description on it says a beer ahead of its time, brewed with natural honey, a beer that has always stood out for its smooth, distinctive flavor and rich copper color. I'd say let's give a score for both these cans together because yeah, because they're pretty much pretty similar, identical. Yeah. Um, I, I went with part mix. Yeah, I went with an eight. Actually, I went a little bit higher than the. Uh, the draft because I think like I like that little description in the back they add for these it gives it a little bit more character I like the logos how they have little distinct like kind of little character symbols on them it gives them a little bit of uh it helps them stand out certainly it makes it a little bit easier to tell when you're when you're shopping because otherwise the beer cans kind of look a little bit identical but I like it slightly more uh than the draft I like it has like a little bit of a cream color to it it doesn't use yeah. incorporate the silver yeah which I think I think look. for the original draft I like that because it kind of like with the simplicity of their cans, they use the clear bottles. I thought the clear, like the kind of a clear can, just using the straight aluminum color, really kind of kind of contrasted with that. But they for this, these two, they use kind of like a cream, like off-white um, background for it. And I think it looks really nice. It's very aesthetically pleasing. I'm also going to give it um, an eight. Oh, cool. How about you, uh, Tom? I'm going to go with a 7.5. I mean, uh, I agree with you guys with the color here. It's almost kind of like a pearl color. Yeah, uh, it could be a pearl. Quite, yeah, it's quite nice. Like it's it pretty much has the overall pearl. design as the original can. So I mean, there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, extra thought going into this. Um, and you know, I like the uh, the illustration of the book here. It reminds me of uh, you know a grade seven Canadian history class. <laughs> Just kind of like a. A very like basic shittily drawn picture of a book and some like social studies, yeah, (laughs) barley and stuff. So, in grade six, I had Miss for social studies. Oh, Oh. yeah, she was my that was your homeroom teacher. Yes, she was a nightmare. She's not listening. She's... John, do you remember when you put that post? It's like our grade six teacher say racial slurs in a book out loud. Yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. my God. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> I remember like Chicane was in my class, and I remember like everyone had to say it. I'm like, wow, this guy's like, I always fucking knew the school hated me. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah. I think back on that, I'm like, Jesus, man, I can't believe we, uh, uh yeah uh, for context it was a, a book about the underground railroad and we had to read it out loud and uh yeah i don't know if i was teaching it today if i'd read it out loud i'd probably just like not say those words but that's just me you know times you know social mores have shifted uh I think. Oh, that was 20 years ago <laughs> yeah you know it almost was the 20 exactly 20 it was 19 years ago yeah isn't that nuts? yeah it's like uh to to that time that was like uh what like is acceptable that was 83 so it was like you know the same yeah it was it was okay back then <laughs> like, i don't think it was okay back then i you know i think no, I don't, but I, people the kids now think like the, the 2000s were like the 1950s i'm like yeah, no there's certain yeah. things weren't ever that okay but i mean i it's all about context you have to remember i suppose but i don't think a teacher would 
try to do anything like that today. Get children to read. <laughs> except that, except that lady. And, yeah, like, except that lady who was trying to teach Shokatoa and went off this crazy like sing song with like. Uh, did you guys see that video? The Sokotoa lady. You know, like the math concept Sokotoa. She started like chanting yeah. like a like a Native American. She was like so, and it was like the most cringe. And like the class is like they're dying and they're filming her, and she just keeps going on and on. She's like yelling and screaming. Like it was wild. Anyways, I think she. Got, oh, like, oh, like, I remember like, that. Like, like the band singing for them. Like I knew a guy, my old supervisor yeah. used to do that like that. He used to do it like at powwows and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't remember learning it that way. I think they just said it like normally. <laughs> we didn't have no, to go because there was a girl that did that. When I was in like grade 10, I was like, what the f- this girl? She was like a new girl in her math class, and she was like, Are we gonna learn about Sokatoa? I'm like, what the fuck is Sokatoa? <laughs> and then she's like, Oh no, like we learned this about my other school, and that's how we learned about whatever. Uh. It was that for trigonometry. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's for trig. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, trigonometry yeah. because you have like yeah. the sin, cos, and tan. That's why. That's it. Gotcha. All right. Anyway, anyhow, the back ale. to the beer. <laughs> so we already gave it a score. Who wants to uh, crack this one? Who wants to crack the cream ale? You're cracking the cream ale. Remember that, John. I'm finishing with the honey brown. Okay, I'll, I'll crack this for one. For obvious reasons. Cans at the ready. ASMR audience paying attention. Yeah. Get Very your pants safe. ready. All right, counting us down in three. Two, one, crack them. Pop. I think, you uh, know what I, I just realized, though, from this? Is that Sleeman uses the same cans for the straw brewery as PBR in Old Milwaukee, and they always have great popping cans. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that would, that would make sense because they're all manufactured. Just, I don't know what it is. There's something about it. This one looks a little bit darker, but it smells just like the, uh, the draft. This looks almost lighter to me. This has a more, this has the same carbonation level. This has a real, this has a more of a he- pronounced head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does the smell like, John? Because I always inhale it, John. I, I like, honestly, like I, I smelled it a bit when I cracked it. It smelled just like the draft. Now I'm not smelling it. It smells like almost identical. Over. It almost looks identical. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it tastes. It's sweeter, but not overtly sweeter. I actually think it's, it's it is sweeter. Sweet. I actually prefer this more though. Yeah, I'm kind of digging this. It's kind of this smooth. is good. No, this I'm, reminds me almost of like Creamore Springs. Yeah, exactly. I, I miss like, that. Yeah, I like my cream ale, so I gotta say, like, I'm I'm pretty partial to them, and I think this one's uh, pretty like Vimy had a pretty good cream ale. Yeah, theirs was good. Yeah, I like I, I that's mm-hmm. like kind of their most popular beer, is that uh Vimy cream ale. Uh, yeah, this one's good, and I've had I've had ah. the Sleeman cream ale a bunch of times before, like in the mixed packs and um I'm drinking it now like it's throwing me back like it has a very distinct like man taste. this is there's good there's not many other large domestic cream ales uh, other than like as you said like a, a, some of the ones that are like on the ontario craft side but otherwise yeah. this is like kind of domesticized one of the few really big producing cream ales this is quite tasty this is fucking good i'm actually enjoying this what about you tom I don't enjoy it as much as i did the uh the original draft here but you like the original yeah. draft better i suppose yeah i mean um it's got it's it's got a lot of the similar uh, profiles on the taste, but I think near the end on after the aftertaste with it for me is a little bit more bitter, which I'm not a fan yeah. of. But I mean, I can't complain too much. It's still not a bad beer. It's just it leaves me with a little bit of bitterness. It feels a little bit more richer uh, than like the draft. Like it, it is more yeah, rich. There, there's a little bit more to it, yes. But yeah, um, yeah. overall, uh, I'm not. I don't enjoy it as much, I, sh- I should say. I like this more, to be honest, for myself. It's, got, yeah, it's a little bit more, the malt's a little bit more pronounced on it, I think. Like I'm I don't get the maltiness, though, as you, I know you like your maltiness, but I mm. don't like maltiness, and I don't get that as much. Maybe as like an aftertaste, you kind of get it, but I want to give this kickoff score. I'm giving this an eight. Ooh. Yeah, I like this. I'm, I kind of want to drink more of this. I'm glad that I've got the Vix pack. I think I I'm think? gonna. I'm actually Sorry, gonna go, go with on. the same score as last. I'm gonna give it an eight. Like I, I like it. I think I might like it just a little bit more, but I don't know if I like it a little bit more enough to give it like an eight point five. Like I think I'm gonna settle the same. Like I think it's um, I, I think it, it's a, it's a definitely smoother. It's got more flavor to it. Um, I think I would probably prefer to drink this over the draft, but uh, I think it, in terms of like kind of like how much I enjoy it, I kind of probably peg it around the same as the uh, the original draft. So eight for me. Ooh, what about you, Tom? What's your score? 
I'm going to have to give it a seven only because I like it just a little bit less than the original. That's fair. That's fair, Tom. That's just my personal preference. Well, that's like your opinion, man. That's just like your opinion, bro. Oh, a little little spoiler for the Seat Trick movie podcast. We're going to be talking Big Lebowski. and uh, <gasps> What? Oh, man. That's you should have cool. Tom on for that because he loves that movie. Wonderful. Anyone film. I know. If you want to, we have, we're having a guest on. So if you want to join us well, too, uh, happy to have uh, the more the merrier. So Tom so, should go on that because I know that's like his. Uh, I love that, that movie, that but I know movie, Tom, the but Big Tom Lebowski. loves that movie. Probably my one of my favorite films of all time. It's just <laughs> so well done. Like it's for the Cohen brothers, that's so really great. It's really good. I just told you, man, I had a really bad day and I fucking hate the Eagles. <laughs> this is what you get when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> that's pretty good that you did that. That's a really good segue. <laughs> oh, Tom's uh, dad actually has an action figure of Walter in his bathroom. Oh, actually? That's funny. Yeah. Because you, Walter did you see that Jesus movie, the one that came out after? There was no, like I a... never saw it. No, yeah, no. no, I didn't see it. I thought it, I didn't even know it came out. I thought they're like it's coming. I'm afraid to tarnish my my view of the original yeah. film. You know, I think I don't think it's as good as. I mean, obviously it's not as good, but I think it was oh, so, directed yeah. by the same guy who played the. G- I can't remember the actor's name at the top of my head, but the the guy who plays him, it's the he directed the movie. Jesus Quintana. <laughs> Guy exposed himself to an eight-year-old, fucking pederast. You know that rug really tied the room together. <laughs> Great movie, man. I man. love that movie. So, I had it saved on my hard drive on my PS3. I think I still have the. Uh, I think I have it on special edition somewhere. I got a DVD of it. When we went to my had a, one time. I bought the. I bought oh yeah, that's right. I had a collector's edition, and it came in a bowling ball. Really? Man, Walter is the best character in that film. That is Adam reincarnated. <laughs> I hope he hears this. Yeah, like literally, like if you got Walter Solchek and you got fucking Frank Costanza and they had a child, that's Adam Hacker. <laughs> and uh, that's me. <laughs> and that's you. That's pretty much that's direct me. line to you. All right. How about recommendation? Likely to recommend or have again? I'd recommend this to people. I want to give an eight again for this. Oh, well. Because I think this is really good. I fucking actually was very surprised by this. I thought I'm like, oh, it's going to taste more. I don't know. I thought more of like a bready taste to it. And it was going to be. Ugh. But anyhow, I actually really enjoy this. This is phenomenal. I'm trying to actually savor a beer, not just shove it in me. How about you, uh, Tom? What do you think? Are you, what would you I'm going to have to go with a, with a six on that front. Um, it's not, not my favorite, but uh, I'm sure a lot of folks could still enjoy it. Yeah, I went. I went six and a half. I think it's a little bit taste wise. I think it's like you know the lot. The draft is just like you could drink it like water. This one, it's a little bit heavier, more full bodied, definitely sweeter as well. I think some people would drink this and be like, the compared to the draft. Um, really, but I don't. I don't dislike it. Like I think it's pretty, um, pretty straightforward. So six and a half for me. Um, for this one, guys, any bonus modifier for? I uh, would have, but I know. feel like I rated this high enough. No oh, fair. fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> How about you, uh, Tom? Any uh, modifiers? I'll have to uh, to not include the modifier on this one. Cool, cool. Yeah, that was a cool. pretty good one. I also I forgot to mention the uh, social media score. So Cremail on Untapped, it had a three point one three, a little bit higher than the draft. And uh, same thing with Beer Advocate, two point eight eight, which is a seventy one. Okay, less nice. Slightly less nice. Close enough though. Real nice. <laughs> All right, buzz, 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 everyone. We're moving on to uh, buzz, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> buzz, I gotta buzz. finish my beer. Oh yeah, go ahead. Take your take your time. I'm uh, trying to plug in all the scores and stuff so I don't forget for later. Our analytic, I know, John, you've been taking over in the analytics department very well. I have to say. Yeah, I'm the I'm the new analytics uh, king. You know, king, king of the crown. John is oh, yeah. a multifaceted host of skills. <laughs> Of the likes of which none of you could ever comprehend. Yeah, I've got like I've got like five monitors right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know that meme is like guys with two monitors. Like, I'm just gonna move this over to my other screen. I've got well with my laptop. I've got two monitors here. Actually, I've got one that's sideways for like code or I like I like it for spreadsheets because it's like 
I don't have to fucking oh, really? the mouse wheel. Yeah. So I've got, I've like, seen uh, some, they do that. I see a lot of people who have TikTok. That's what they have for That's how they do their social media. Is that t- they have it just uh, with that way. They can have like a bigger feed. I saw what was, there's this guy in New York on TikTok and he's just like walks around. He's like, whoa, man, this is like a movie. And he just like, you know, New York's like this magical place where weird shit's constantly happening. And he's just constantly he's happening. And he's filming stuff and reacting to it. It's so goofy, but he's like, he's looking up at this office building. This guy's got like six monitors, like one, like two up top, one, one, one in front of you, one above that. And the same thing on the two on the right with the ones above. And he's like, yo, that man got six monitors. He's like, uh, he's doing, he's doing stocks and finances, man. He's just like watching this guy. Say from like the ground floor like filming up in the air it's so funny uh but yeah i don't i don't go that hardcore though that'd be a lot of uh, fucking monitors it's a lot of uh, i know like stockbrokers they have like at least six <laughs> it's kind of odd because i'm like yeah. why do you need that mm. can your brain comprehend even half of that yeah like i've got three and even like my brain sometimes i feel like i get too overwhelmed with just the three of them uh, but it does make it easier for some tasks where you don't have to go back to constantly yeah you're not sleep. like switching around oh, i understand man, that yeah. I used to always say I have four monitors in my office. <laughs> I got my first front screen monitor. I got my side screen monitor. I've got that other monitor up to my right. Your, your desk it's is set always up. changing. It's always, it's always, it's a, it's a good screensaver you got on it, man. It's, uh... Someone's, I remember someone I used to say that it's like, I have the best view of my office. It changes daily. Oh yeah. All right. Tom got in. Yeah. Anyhow, but yeah, this is great. Well, I'm going to we're going to kick off things for Honey Brown Lager. Oh, yeah, so we already my, gave the Candace score, I think, right? We gave it an Yeah, we already gave so, the yeah, Candace, okay, cool. but I want to kind of touch on something. Sure. So if you've been listening for a while, I remember at the beginning of this whole series, I remember my dad really loved this beer called Dave's Honey Brown, and I always thought that's what became the Sleeman Honey Brown. And I was always curious about that because I could never find it. And it just kind of, I don't know. It always perplexed me because that's the only other honey brown that I've ever seen. And it has a 5.2 ABV and it's got a 2.97 on Beer Advocate and a 3.27 the one on top. But again, I like the B on this can though, but I know we already gave our score for this, but I think we should also... I don't know if you wanted me to read the back of this can though. Yeah, go ahead. No, No, you did. You already did. Sorry. He said I was brewed of natural honey, which I kind of mm. thought was kind of odd. But yeah, this has the of the collection. This is the strongest. It's at five point two. I remember so anyhow buying in the mix pack because it was the first beer that I can remember being like promoted with like honey, like honey lager, and and it, it notably as like more of like a red kind of cream caramelly color to it. So it it always stood out like the clear bottle mix packs because you're like, oh, it's like a honey beer. Looks a little bit different. Mm, I got honey on. I always think of back about that Family Guy episode. It's like, guys, wait off. And it's like, and it was like, God damn it, Meg, I got to watch that show. It's like, fast animals, slow children. This kid's like this kid. He's just like, oh, it's like, wait up, guys. And he's just like, oh, no. And it's like, it shows like a tiger running after. He's like, oh, no, I got honey all over me. And then it just shows the tiger like, increasing speed. Anyhow. All right, you want to count us down, uh, Tom? I am counting you down. All Don't right. you worry. And the count of three, two, one. Crack them. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was on point for that one. Ugh, smells uh, interesting. <laughs> I love your reaction. John is notorious, though, for inhaling his beer. He brings yeah, nose beers to a whole new meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Taking nose beers a little bit too literally. Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't man. do that anymore. It's this is dark, man. It's so much darker. This is a lot darker. No, not a lot. It but looks it like someone dark. who uh, went to the bathroom but didn't drink a lot of water. I tell you that. Looks oh, like yeah. fucker piss. <laughs> God damn it! I was just about to say this looks like my piss. Oh my God. <laughs> God damn you guys! This looks like trucker piss. Look at that! This is an old jug from Ray's back in the eighties. Oh Jesus! Dehydrated <laughs> piss. Oh God! I gotta drink this. Twenty-year-old dehydrated piss. Okay, I feel like the smell of it was kind of like that, but taste-wise, it's very honey. Like I taste the honey very, uh, very much. Like I'm Let's see how honey. it smells again. 
it's not, it's not an offensive smell, but let's see how it tastes. I like it more than the PC honey. Oh, sure. damn it. This is fucking good. Yeah. Which is interesting because the PC when we did the honey beer, you guys fucking, fucking hated that shit. beer. You guys were like, this is the grossest shit. shit you had yeah, in your life. Yeah. Whatever fucking Galen West motherfucker. Hmm. Probably like listening to this podcast is like soon. Soon you'll be yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> you disrespect my family's beer. <laughs> I am the Jeff Bezos. I am the Jeff Bezos of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, this is, uh, it's okay. I'm not, I don't think I'm as enthused about it as you are, but like, I think compared to the PC, honey, I'm probably liking it. This is great. A little bit more. I'm really surprised by this. I can really taste the honey in it. I thought I wasn't going to taste much of it, but like the first sip, I was like, boy, there's honey right there. I really regret, I had like anticipation. I'm like, this is going to taste God awful. But this is not bad. Like I, I'm again. Like I'm kind of dumbfounded by this. Tom, what do you I'm think? Pretty you know, happy that I, I see you like kind of pensively rubbing your face. You're like, hmm. oh, I'm, I'm uh, just... you know, I'm contemplating the taste here. <laughs> yeah, uh... smelling it. You know, like a sommelier. Just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite, uh, it's actually it's got a, a sweet taste, I guess. Obviously, uh, as a result of the honey. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, You know, it's it's uh, got that definite honey taste. Uh, yeah, it's very it's, like right li- forward when you sip it. Like, it's Ooh. it's very sweet. I will say that. Yeah, and I kind of yeah. like that though. I'm because I love candy and whatnot. I feel like it could get uh, a bit much over like three or four beers. You know? Oh yeah, like you'd be you'd be super hungover if you. This like is uh, this is just a nice treat. You know, you have one or yeah. two, and I think it's a good dessert beer, as I would say. That's right, yeah. But uh, it's kind of an interesting take on a slightly higher ABV too. It's a five point two rather than a five, like the rest of them. Yeah, this is um. I feel yeah. like I used to have more of a palate for the sweeter beers. Like I used to be like we did the Molson Export beer on one of the episodes, and that was a beer I used to drink like a ton of. And like when we did it on the episode, I was like, Bleh. like I just don't drink those uh, sweeter lagers as much as I used to. But uh, well, like the Export though is a good different kind. Though, yeah, like it's true, but commercial. it's pretty sweet in its taste, though. It's sweet, though, but this is—I don't know—I almost say that this is sweeter. But yeah, it, it, this it, is it, almost this... like candy, like like it's, it's almost like syrup, I would say, in that sense. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I feel like it's very sweet up front, like the honey, but then it, it, when you settle it, when it's in your mouth, like it, it, it feels very straightforward. Like you can kind of—it kind of tastes more like a draft at, in the aftertaste. I'm actually really enjoying this. I'm real. This episode blew me away. Like, I thought this? the draft was going to be the best one, but, like, the fucking cream ale, the honey brown really stepped up. I think they really did really well with this, and Sleeman did a good job. I'm going to kick off scoring for taste. Ooh. I'm giving this an 8.5. Wow, nice. How about you, I Tom? Might be... Sorry, go on, Tom. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, you know, I really think it takes you for a bit of a, a bit of a ride. Interesting. Bit of a, a bit of a, um, a tour. I like... <laughs> like you said, it begins with the kind of a sweet taste and then it kind yeah. of tapers off a little bit. It, it's like two different kind of flavor profiles in one. Kind of enjoy it. Cool. Dory, I cut you off. What were you going to say for uh, for your score? Oh, I said 8.5. I really like this. I'm actually yeah. like super surprised. It might be because I'm feeling excellent right now, but... <laughs> ben, it has the last beer privilege. You're just like, ooh. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm set right now. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to go to beers have, These last beers have an unfair advantage. Yeah, it's three. It's three beers somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Three beers. I don't know. I can't wait to go to Pharaohs now, though. Uh, I I went a bit lower. I don't. I still. I don't dislike it, but I I think I was a little bit disappointed because I used to really like this beer, and I feel like maybe my taste has just shifted a bit. But I went six and a half. I just something about it. It's just not really my my favorite. But uh, I don't dislike it. Like I probably would peg it a little bit higher above like a PC honey beer. Like as far as honey beers go, probably I I can't think of any from the craft scene that I've had that I would could really spot on. But this one. It's pretty straightforward, a good beer. I, I got to say, though, it's 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 like it's got that honey finish, and otherwise it has it tastes kind of just like the draft. So straightforward, good drinking taste. A little bit too sweet for me, but it's not terrible. Um, what do you guys think for a recommendation for this one? This is the thing that I think some people might not like this because this is a kind of a sweeter tasting beer. 
Yeah. Like I, I like it because I'm like, again, like I said, like I love fucking candy and whatnot. So this is like good. Like this is kind of like you have a couple and that's it. Like I wouldn't want to be like raging all night with this, but yeah. I'm giving it a seven for recommendation. Cool. That's fair. How about you, yourself, Tom? I feel like uh, I'd give it a five on recommendation only. Really? I feel like I feel yeah, like wow. it could be a polarizing beer. You know? Yeah, that's fair. It's kind of like Seinfeld. People either love it or they hate it. So <laughs> it's just uh, like Seinfeld. You know, it's it's I enjoy it. It's it's quite enjoyable. But like you said, even someone who who could enjoy it, I don't believe they could have more than a couple of them without kind of getting sick of it. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Five, I'd say. Cool. Hey, so uh, what were you, John? I went. Uh, I also went a little bit lower. I went six. Like again, I don't dislike the beer, but I think I think I kind of concur with Hacker where he said like this beer is uh, it's a little bit more polarizing. Like I think that honey taste. Some people might actually be really into it. They'll dig the sweeter taste. Other people will be a little bit more intimidated by it. They'll be kind of like, I'm not really sure if this is my type of beer. Um, I enjoy it, but I, I think it, yeah, I think it, it might be a little bit more polarizing there. So I went a little bit lower as a result. Um, any uh, modifiers from you guys? I was, but I'm not only because of the polarization and taste. You guys convinced me on that. Cool. I I did give it a modifier actually, and uh, my God, justification. Thank fucking God. Yeah, my justification was because it's polarizing because it's a little bit sweeter. It's not really my profile. I was a little bit lower on it, but I do think it, it, it's a little. It's pretty distinct. There's not many like honey beers out there. Honey. I'm glad we matched on the polarization. Yeah, so I I, I gave it the uh, I gave it the modifier. How about yourself? Are you, are you Tom? I, I feel like I will on this one only because I was pleasantly surprised. Whoa. Okay. Nice. I'm, I'm usually like, you guys know my taste. I'm just like a dirty old hillbilly kind of character type. Selling like yourself a little beer, short there, but With my beer taste. Where you know, the like, fuck's uh, my old Milwaukee? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like old mill, pops, like Canadian. Yeah. Like that's just my jam. I'm not too crazy. Even like with food, like spice, I really can't handle it. So. I'm kind Tom, of just. So I'm just going to say this: you're the bacon cheeseburger of restaurants. No, really, like, like every time we go out, uh, every time, I, anywhere, we'll go to a fucking chicken place. I'll have the bacon cheeseburger, <laughs> please. Yeah, I have been known to do that. Uh, a bit of pepper, this, this boiled chicken. He's like, oh, it's too spicy for me. <laughs> so, so the what is this, know Cajun? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of just like a plain Jane kind of guy. So I like my uh, uh, ketchup really... on my boiled chicken, you know, just like any guy. Yeah, I was uh... like any normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleasantly like my... surprised, and I don't usually venture out, so I'm happy with this one. Mm, I know. You're starting to, though, Tom. Yeah, slowly. I know. You're starting to come out. This is cool. Yeah. This was fun. And also, there's a lot more sleeping beers out there. So, I know. Have to revisit some. There's one notably that I sent and provided to everyone that we're going to save for a special uh, oh, next God. episode. Yeah. Everyone's favorites. That's going to be a coming up. Everyone's out. favorite. I'm Alex's favorite. It. He's really bummed that he, he can be there. I know. He couldn't make it. He was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> he, was, make it. he was crying. You know, as Trump would say, like, oh, he's crying in front of me. He was sobbing. Uh, <laughs> He's very um, depressed. I don't know if you know this, but that guy's a sad person. He's he couldn't do the episode. He was like, "Oh man, the Sleeman Roost, man." I was really really keen on doing that. Uh, anyways, by the way, analytics scores are in. Ooh. This was a very tight episode, and I got to say, one of the probably one of if I would say maybe this might be the closest episode thus far on this program, just because like we're we're talking about less than a point difference for each of these. What? Incredibly close. Okay, wow. so for first one, Sleeman, original draft. Yeah. I gave it a 7.5. Uh-huh. Tom Dore, you gave it a 7.3. Tom Hacker, 7.6, which gives us a 7.46. Uh, we're all pretty close to that one. We were only wow. like, oh, a couple of point scores ahead. Uh, I think that's a fair because, score for that beer. Yeah, pretty like almost like a, it averages to a 7.5. Like Again, 67's game. That's where you're drinking it. Sleeman Cream Ale. I gave it a 7.5. Tom Dore, you gave it an 8.0. And Tom Hacker gave it a 6.8, which gives us a 7.43. That is so close. 0.03 difference from the uh, the draft. And then our, our final one, the Honey Lager, I gave it a 7.0 right on. Uh, Tom Hacker also gave it a 7.0. And you, uh, Dore, you gave it a 7.8, which gives us for that one a 7.26, which oh. means today draft 
is the winner by a hair 7.46 female 7.43 incredibly close virtually almost a tie um so draft wins by like a very very slight margin draft female almost tied and uh and honey lager 7.26 again very very close these were almost this is almost again your tie for some of these like this was a very very close and i think um these were all pretty straightforward very decent drinkable beers like some of these mixed pack beers you never know if they're like one's going to be okay and the other one's going to be terrible i think we pretty much overall just like really enjoy these things these are pretty drinkable um unique in their own ways but not like unique to the point where you're just like like it's way outside of my palate like they all i think like the overall recipe formula for sleeman like the beer itself is just generally very good like the original draft mm-hmm. clearly they use that as kind of a template for both their cream ale and their honey brown lager i wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of using the same beer and adding like additional flavors and additional ingredients there um pretty pretty good overall what did you guys think yeah like i was really surprised i remember like we used to drink Sleeman original draft when we were younger and i remember being like that was like kind of like the go-to for Sleeman. But like this, all these other ones, like the cream ale, even like the honey brown, like I was trying to reminisce about this. I remember my, like I was saying in earlier episodes, my dad used to drink this beer called Dave's Honey Brown and they don't make it anymore. Mm. But I always thought that Sleeman kind of incorporated this to a T because this is like one of the first beers that I ever had in my life. My dad was like, oh, you're, you can have one of these. And that's what I, that's what it really reminds me of. And I have like some kind of like a sentimental value to it. Yeah, we phased out the like nostalgia scoring, but like this would be a pretty nostalgic beer. Like the I used oh. to remember getting like the mix packs we'd have like get togethers parties. Like I used to enjoy really getting like the Sleeman and mix packs, like the different I used to like the little variety of beers, like oh the roost and like the draft, like it it allows for variety. I used to love like uh drinking the the honey brown particularly. So this was a lot of fun and fun to revisit some of these classic kind of uh post high school uh hanging out drinking beers and this was this was pretty fun and it was it was these were these during were high school but... even john <laughs> during <laughs> not even post <laughs> you're like i was in high school in my class drinking this uh, no john we were in alex's basement drinking yeah, this i remember that's, that it's probably more uh yeah that's true yeah this was fun and thank you uh hacker for joining us really yeah thanks tom for on coming again. on we're always welcome to come back Thanks for having me, guys. You know, I, I got to say, um, like I was saying, I'm a pretty plain Jane kind of person. So uh, being on your program, uh, it's kind of introducing me to a lot of different uh, flavors that I would otherwise kind of not really uh, follow. So it's it's cool to explore new tastes and experiences. So thanks, guys. No worries. It was yeah, it was great to have you on. I know we're going to try to get you on. Sorry, I want to get Tom on for like a wild episode. Like some like hazy IPA episode or something. <laughs> yeah. Really throw me like, into the dark waters. Guys. Yeah, and just be like, what? I didn't even know they make beer like this. This is a peppermint patty stout. So try this out. You'll be like, what the fuck am I drinking? <laughs> this is a you guys are, fucking like almond milk stout. <laughs> you guys are like the Joey Diaz of the of the beer world for me. <laughs> Shout out to Joey Diaz. Listen, I love you, cocksucker. Listen out here, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I got Joey Diaz on the program. He'd be down. I love him. Oh man, Huge rant. Yeah, he just. Uh, <laughs> I've, I I got to watch Many Saints in New York. I know he was on it. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on. He's in that. The, I want to see that. That looks really good. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I got to say, great to have you on, Tom. We're gonna have you on again soon. We're again, we're gonna be doing a rotating circus of guests up until the holidays. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to uh, accommodate uh, for some uh, Alex on a little hiatus, so he's coming back again. Don't worry, he's coming back. But uh, we're gonna make it work. We're gonna have some. We have some guests that are lined up. We're gonna have Tom on again very soon for a follow up involving a Sleeman beer. I guess I kind of spoiled it. I said Roost. We're gonna be doing a Red Ale episode, which Alex is crying over right now. He's like, I can't oh, believe they didn't have me on the program for the red ale. I was so keen on the red beers. His number one favorite beer. He's listening right now, like seething. It's like, God damn it. They said uh they they said that I like the red beer. I don't, but uh we're gonna have them on for that one. We're gonna have uh, his brother on as a special guest again soon. We're doing brother another- Andrew. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy. We're doing craft spotlights in Toronto, another Toronto brewery. And I'm excited to talk about that one because that's a pretty popular one. And we're I'm setting up we're gonna be doing another Ottawa craft spotlight again soon. And uh, probably some other stuff. I know Tom's got some Edmonton stuff he's going to be sending my way. So we're going to be doing oh, Yeah, some- we got another brewery spotlight. And we also have like another Icy Boys. We also have another Strong Boys one coming soon. There's a yeah. lot of stuff. And so big, stay tuned. It's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a change. That's yeah, all. We're, we're mixing things up. We got some other stuff. Once Alex is back, we got some stuff lined up to uh, 
to go through with him. And we're trying to get some stuff lined up, particularly for the holiday season. So, you know, we like to try to, you know, occasionally release stuff. Oh, that's kind of in tune a, to the season, season. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be a special seltzer episode for special, that. Special uh, holiday seltzer. Special, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so be Santa be seltzers. Santa seltzers. Yeah. Seltzer, seltzer Santa Sunday. Santa Sundays. Uh-huh. Santa Seltzer Sunday, Triple S. <laughs> triple S. Uh, anyways, that's uh, that's it for today. Anything you guys want to mention or plug uh, before we conclude for this? Yeah, anything to plug, Tom? I love you guys. No, oh, love you too. I love you too, Tom. <laughs> Anyhow, I think we it stay... was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Anytime. As we always say, domestic appliance. Don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. Know your limit. Don't operate any kind of heavy machinery. You can always like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Domestic Appliance Only. And remember to always listen to this podcast every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you stay classy now. All right. Take care, folks. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pines Only. And of course, our email is domesticpintsonly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding out.